You're listening to Two Therapists in Therapy, a podcast about self-growth, parenthood, relationships, and all things therapy. I'm Sarah Brill, a licensed clinical social worker, licensed marriage and family therapist, and EMDR trauma therapist. And I'm Becca Moravec, licensed professional counselor, licensed marriage and family therapist, and certified Enneagram practitioner. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Becca. How are you doing today? I am feeling really happy today. I had a really lovely morning of taking care of myself. Um, I went to the gym and I got my nails done and I just had a really happy morning and then um, am now getting to do this incredible project with you. So it's been a really rejuvenating day so far. I am also feeling positive and happy being in this space um, and really excited for this new season um, and really excited that we have a full season coming. Um, And just my day, I got to go to the Botanic Gardens with my daughter and my mom today. Oh, so fun. And, uh, yeah, there's a excitement in the air for me at the end, um, of the summer and early fall that just feels exciting and new. Yeah, I agree. And you are such a fall person too. Like that is your season, isn't it? My season. Yeah. 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 You, were, you were one of those people that was posting about the pumpkin spice latte, like in August, weren't you? <laughs> Yes. Well, no, I don't like a pumpkin spice latte. I, oh, you don't? I do not. Uh-uh, yeah, I, don't. I, thought you, I thought your post was like pumpkin spice. If you know, you know. I, it wasn't pumpkin spice. It was <laughs> It was the pumpkin cream cold foam cold brew from Starbucks. And it came out on the day of all their fall stuff. Okay. I'll have to give that one a try. I think that, well, I don't know if you like pumpkin spice, but pumpkin spice isn't pumpkin flavored. Right. Uh-huh. The pumpkin cream cold foam is like a little bit pumpkin-y. Okay. I, you know what? I don't really like the pumpkin spice flavor from Starbucks, but I'm totally open to trying something new and different. And I also love fall. So I'm excited to, for all the fall things too. Yeah. All the fall things. Although I went to Trader Joe's the other night and their fall stuff is not out yet. So I'm anxiously waiting for some pumpkin cream cheese. Trader Joe's is having a tough moment right now. They are? Yeah, they've had like five things recall, oh, recall, like bugs and metal and like rocks, and like yeah. multiple things. Yeah. So I wonder if it has anything to do with that. Yeah, maybe. Or or that it's, you know, not quite October. Yes, it's still it's still summer. Uh-huh. Um. So what are we talking about today? I think kind of what we're talking about a little bit. Um. But maybe just the idea of change and what we do in seasons of change, um, kind of that in between, you know, I'm like this vision in my head is like, a, like clarity, then like stormy, windy, and then clarity. And like when we're in the stormy, windy change, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. What is that period normally like for you, the stormy windy? Hmm. Well, first, let me ask what inspired this idea for you? I think that I'm experiencing a lot in therapy with my clients, with my friends, um, in my own life of, of feeling like right now there's a lot of change going on. I mean, I think that that's happening on a more global level and government. And I just can feel a lot of energy about like this when I arrive on the other side of this but I don't know what this in between looks like is a lot of the work that I'm doing in therapy. And then also because this is our first uh, episode of the season, which I think this is season six and there's change here too. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we're very different. So yeah, it's interesting. We started this podcast. Was it four years ago? Yeah. 2019. Whoa. It's crazy. Yeah. And just thinking about where we were in our lives then versus where we are now, like so much is so different, like so, so, so different. Mm -hmm. So like so beautiful that this podcast has weathered all of those seasons of change and also that so much is different in our lives. Yeah. And we're like different people too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. And then can I add one thing to what inspires me about talking about change is, I mean, I think that is the change is the impetus of all of our work, all of like you go into self-work to change. Right. And I think that's really scary for a lot of people. Um, I, I sit on the edge with a lot of people as they say, I don't know that I want to look at this because that means that I might have to change or that means that something might have to change. Um, and so I think change is like, I like change, um, because it means to me, it means growth and moving forward. And I know it is scary as shit. It is. It's the thing our brain hates the most. It, it, on a physiological biochemical level reject, like absolutely goes into a state of stress around the mere thought of change. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a conundrum. Yeah. And, but we know as therapists truly that when you, when you weather that and when you go move forward and change, there is something for you on the other side. And that doesn't mean that there's not grief or pain or sadness about the change Um, but I, I, I strongly believe in staying open to that. There's something for you in a season of change. I totally agree with that. Even if it's, even if you're in a season that feels like destruction, the change feels like it's knocking everything down or wiping everything out. There's still, um, something beautiful on the other side of that. It's funny. I think maybe we've talked about this before on this podcast or maybe you and I have just talked about this in other like private conversations, but I have a, a hobby of working with tarot cards and one of the tarot cards that I think about the most with change and that, um, is very poetic to me. Well, first of all, tarot cards, you don't pull them in an order, but, but 
the tarot cards tell a story, they go in a certain order. And so the tower card is this tap, this card that brings up a lot of fear for people when they see it, but it's actually, and it, it looks very scary. It's like a giant burning building with people jumping out of it. And the symbolism of it is like when you pull the tower card, um, everything that is not for you and your life in terms of like, you know, is there whatever is not for you on a soul level in your life is getting wiped out. And the only things that remain are the things that are truly, um, there for you for a positive, um, reason or are in alignment with your true self. And so, um, but the, the cool thing is the card that comes after the tarot is called the star. And it's this beautiful card of this woman kneeling down. Um, I think it's the star it's either temperance or the star death. The death card also has a card like this after it. Um, so I get them mixed up, but they're both really similar cards. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the star, but it's this woman kneeling down next to a lake and she's naked and she's drinking the water and she's just taking her time. And the, the, like, it's a really beautiful juxtaposition from the fire. There's like beautiful, luscious grass and trees growing everywhere around her. And there's blue sky and a sun. And I just always think about that after we're going through a major, uh, what did you say? Like a stormy and blustery season. What were your words? Yeah. Afterwards, there's going to be a season of like rejuvenation and recharge and sitting with like what is actually for you after you've been through all that. And, and, And so how do you, how do you stay grounded in that? Or like, what is your experience of, of knowing that and experiencing change? Well, it's funny because, you know, for, and I, I don't know anybody else's lived experience other than my own, but historically speaking, um, for me, my brain gets incredibly activated around change. And when I think back to moments in my life that I were supposed to be incredibly celebratory, like getting married and being pregnant, um, I had a ton of fear come up around those moments because there was so much change ahead. And now that I'm on the other side of those, um, of those big life changes, I, I have a lot of like, I wouldn't say a lot, but I have some regret and some grief around, like, I wish I could have been more open to enjoying the change rather than being so terrified of it. And so I would say, historically speaking, I have not been as able to hold on to the wisdom of like, there's something for me on the other side. I've been much more like, um, on the roller coaster, screaming at the top of my lungs, like afraid. Mm-hmm. What about for you? Um, I don't know. I like need to think about it before I like say a definitive, but I would say I, I do feel excited for a change. Like I, I think I often feel like an itching for it. Um, but I don't know that that means I don't have anxiety about it. My anxiety just shows up differently. Um, and have you so, always felt that way? Like, have you always been excited for change? Yes. Like a new school year, like a new school, like 
you know, and I probably like thinking about my, my type structure, I'm thinking of where I might have suppressed any uncomfortable feelings because I'm thinking about, I was so excited to move into my dorm in college and I really struggled that first semester. And so I think my, um, like the anticipation of change for me is exciting. And then when I'm in the transition where I don't know my place is where, where I get a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm okay with the event happening. Um, maybe a little bit of delusion, maybe a little bit of, uh, but, but I'm, I'm thinking about my personality structure. I'm of course it would be suppressing unpleasant feelings, Um, so it's interesting. I don't know that I've given myself a ton of permission to feel like, to feel the unpleasant feelings about change because they're like not acceptable for my personality structure. that, That is also really interesting as I think about moving forward and change in my own life, um, how I might give myself more space to feel that. Right. Where, where, and I'm not, I'm not prescribing this to you, but where you might give yourself more space to focus on what you were saying, you know, like the excitement, like maybe both of us need to focus on the opposite things. Yeah. A little bit like, and knowing that they're all good too, like, like all of it. Um, Yeah. And I think that I, I think I really can ground myself in this space. And I, I think this is connected to maybe secure attachment. I'm not sure that like, I really think things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and part, you know, part of that could be delusional. And another part of that is I watch it every, every time I'm walking with a client through a hard season or I myself am going through like the hardest season, like on the other side, we have so much understanding and wisdom and, and, and again, it doesn't mean we're without grief or pain for the change, but I'm always, I wouldn't change the change. Yeah. Well, it's interesting as I'm listening to you talk, um, I'm thinking about two things. One is they're kind of opposite. Well, I'll just share them and then you can tell me what you think. But one thing that I've worked a lot on with my own therapist is this kind of practicing of I'm okay even if yeah like I'm okay even if my worst fear comes true I'm okay like you and I were talking earlier about like losing friendships like which is like one of my biggest sources of pain like I'm okay even if I lose this person I'm okay even if like this change doesn't go the way that I want it to and how that can be both regulating for our nervous system and also allow us to be more in contact with the joy of being present in the moment with whatever it is that we're facing. Yes. Um, but I also wonder like when that becomes like, where is there an intersection between that and spiritual bypassing? Um, and what, what exactly, like, when is it, Cause for me, when I think about getting married, I'll just use that as an example. It was really important for me to come to terms with like the reality of what marriage is. Like, it's not just a wedding. It's not just a time to dress up in a fancy dress and have a big party with all your people. Like you are choosing to be with someone for the rest of your life in sickness and in health 
for better or for worse. Like that is a huge commitment. That is, we don't ever make a commitment that big to anyone unless we're having a child. Like we don't ever do that. And so it was important for me to like actually come into contact with the gravity of that decision and make sure that it was something that I really felt comfortable doing. And I wasn't sure that I did because I'd never done that before. I never made any a decision that big ever in my whole entire life. And it was important for me to like be with the fear and not ignore it. So I think sometimes that's where I like right now in my life, I'm trying to be really like positive around change of like, I want to be excited about it. I want to embrace it. I want to enjoy it. And also, um, I don't want to bypass like important processing that I need to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, I don't think we can be flippant about change. Um, like if you're making a big decision, I don't think that you can be flippant about it. And, that truth though, right. Of, um, I'll be okay. Even if my worst fear comes to pass, like is also like the gravity of that, the weight of that has to also hold Mm -hmm. because like, um, yeah. What were you going to say? I was just going to, we just like, we, I mean, obviously we, our personality structures are different. So we like process things differently. So like that fear didn't exist for me, not because what let's like with marriage, not because I was bypassing something, but because I truly don't, I didn't have it. And Mm -hmm. I, and I don't think I was ignoring it. Like Mm -hmm. I don't think it existed Mm -hmm. in in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that wasn't a change that felt like I was ignoring like a feeling Um, but I do think like giving yourself space to go, like, what is your anxiety telling you? It would be a question that would like resonate more than me, more for me than fear. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 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 Which is interesting as I, as I think about like fear and like, um, like our connected types just to geek out on the Enneagram for a second is like you touch the five, Uh um, which is the head center and their, their emotion. So you're, you and I share this emotion of like bonding distress, but you also can connect to fear. And I connect, um, well, this is interesting. I don't connect to the seven, but I feel a lot of seven and part of sevens, um, um, like way of being is like to do things with no fear. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, they do. They totally do things with no <laughs> fear. Yeah. And it's real. Yeah, it is real. It's right. Totally real. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then sometimes it comes back to bite them because yeah. my mom is a seven. Yeah. Where like because she doesn't process the fear, then like it's like, how did you make this decision, mom? Like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Things to take into consideration that you just blew right past. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But I do think we can't be flippant about change, but I do think holding on to what you said, like that, what you and your therapist work on, that you always, like, you will be okay. Like Mm -hmm. that isn't flippant. Like Mm -hmm. that's not an easy, I mean, I think we can, you can spiritually bypass or do that in a very superficial way. But I think if you're doing that in a deep way, it's very different. Mm -hmm. Same more. Like, like holding that truth 
and the weight of that truth while you're processing the change that you're about to go through is, is deep and hard work. Like it's not, it's not easy to be like, it'll all be okay. Yeah. It's easy to say that, but to actually feel that. Yeah. And it, and it will all be okay. is different than I'm okay. Even if, Oh yes, yes, yes. Like, um, like I, and I'm not editing you. I'm adding on to what you're saying. Yeah. Like, cause it, it'll that's all be okay. Edit. I think that's a good edit. Yeah. Cause like, I think it'll all be okay. Feels a little dismissive, but yeah. like when, but like, I'm okay. Even if is like, yeah, we, none of us can predict the future. Like we don't know. The truth is we don't know, like with whatever it is that we want to do, whether it's fall in love or have a baby or buy a house or go to grad school or audition for a show or whatever, like you don't, we don't know what is going to happen. And the reality is there can be any number of outcomes and getting to a place of acceptance of like, I'm okay. Even if the thing I'm afraid, most afraid of happens allows us to, I think, be more fearless, like to not, (laughs) yeah, to be more fearless and, and not fearless again in a careless way, but like, literally, I mean, like not have to be carrying around the, the, um, dysregulation of fear in our body all the time, which is something that like, for me, when I'm in a season of change has been very torturesome. Like I can, I can literally be like dysregulated for an entire season. Yeah. Which is really shitty. It's not fun. Yeah. Which this is interesting. I, the reason I said I like your edit is I actually think that is it. That's the answer to your question. It's not, it's, it's going to be okay. Cause it might not, might not, Mm -hmm. but I'm okay. Even if, and that's the difference between bypassing it with positivity or spiritual bypass or saying God's got this or the universe has it. And, and like the depth work of really believing Mm -hmm. I'm okay, even if, and it reminds me of a a quote that just came up on my, like my time hop app. um, I think yesterday and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like, it's like a bird, like a bird on a branch is not scared if the branch breaks because it trusts, it's not trusting the branch it's trusting its own wings. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, mm-hmm. I think that feels really powerful to carry you through a season of change. Yes. Wow. That's really powerful. Yeah. I'm just sitting with that. I love that quote. I know. It's a beautiful, yeah. It's, and it's, it's I screenshotted it seven years ago yesterday. <laughs> and I guess the other thing that's just coming to mind, and this is my shitty first draft because it's not a fully formed thought, but like I'm thinking about like I've never watched a bird, a bird learn to fly or like learn how to trust its wings. But like for me, when I think about I am okay, even if there is like self-love and self-awareness and like a, a relationship that's grown over time with myself that is built into that. Like if I think about telling myself at age 15, like I'm okay, even if mm-hmm. um, that would have been a lot harder for me to like come into contact with. And because I just, I didn't have the self-love, the self-awareness, the like, body of experiences to like really trust that. And so I think it, it takes time to like have a felt, a felt sense, or at least in my experience, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Cause like I said, it's sort of a shitty first draft, but like 
And maybe part of it comes from having a secure attachment too. I'm curious about that. But like, how do we get to that place where we trust our wings? Like where we can truly believe I'm okay, even if. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it would be secure attachment because I think everything comes back there. So I think like our kids, you know, will will have an easier time accessing that because they'll be more integrated beings because they have it, you know? And um, I think what you said, like over time, which is interesting because it made me think about change about change, like changing the way we interact with change also takes work. Like you said, mm-hmm. like historically, this is what it's been like, or historically I've been delusional and, you know, done these things. And I can see where I have also changed in that, right. Where, um, like making a conscious effort to say, I'm going through a season of change. How am I going to show up in like mm-hmm. a very conscious love that question, right. In a conscious way that like, didn't maybe exist before. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you know, I'm just thinking about how I've handled change before. Like my affect would be excited. Here we go. Let's go. But when I'm in it, it hasn't ever felt good. And bonding and connection has always been really hard for me in new spaces and change. Like that's an area for me that has a lot of anxiety. Um, And so um, how I would move forward and change is I'm just thinking about like when I got pregnant, what I maybe did differently than other times of change was like, for me was like staying deeply connected with people. Um, it was, I remember when something hard happened in my pregnancy, um, I would have normally not told anyone. And that would have like repeated this cycle of like being lonely in my change. Mm -hmm. Um, and instead from the doctor's office, I texted Sarah and this group text that we have, um, so I th- I'm thinking about like, and that was not like me saying, I'm going to consciously do something change. Um, and so it'd be interesting to have that question. That was a little bit long winded, but I want to, yeah, no, not long winded at all. Just, yeah, everything you said made sense, but like to have that question of like, I'm going through a season of change. How would I like to show up for myself? Is that the question? Yeah. 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 And to keep coming back to that. Yeah. And included in the answer, what you said, that it is that we have to trust the other side, like the clarity or the, the description of that card. Yeah. Like the, the star, like that we're going to get to the other side. Yeah. Cause and the last thing I kind of want to say that just sort of came in is like, um, change, like our brain wants to feel like, things are predictable, like things are safe and secure, even though nothing is predictable and nothing is actually safe and secure. Our brain wants to be in that state of like feeling safe. And so facing uncertainty is going to take us at certain points, like hopefully not all the time. And hopefully the more work we do, not, it won't happen as often, but like when we are in a season of change, there are going to be times where we are dysregulated, like, and we are going to fall back into a way of thinking about it that maybe is like regressive or like is not able to be like super kumbaya and like so joyful about it. And I think for me, like when I build in a reasonable expectation for myself of like, I want to be really joyful and really like excited and 
embracing of change. And that's like how I want to show up for myself, but also having a reasonable expectation. Like there are going to be days where like, I am scared shitless and that's okay. Like it's okay. Doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying it or that I'm taking it for granted. Yeah. Not villainizing like our patterns and, yeah. and, and processing them somewhere that, that is safe. Right? Yes. Like the, yeah. like, I mean, and that can be journaling, that can be therapy, that can be friendship, but like not for me, it feels important to not do it alone. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, and I know we're winding down, but I'm curious, like, what might that be for you? Cause I know like your orientation to change is different. Like what might be a pattern that comes up for you that like you don't, that you will not villainize in this like season of change? Yeah, I think, so it's interesting. I think um, taking up space and being excited. I like do a lot of monitoring mm-hmm. of me. Like I sh- I do a lot of shoulding. Like I should mm-hmm. be acting this way or I should this. And so I, I want to genuinely let myself feel what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. even when it's positive. Because sometimes I think that, I don't know, like I'm a therapist and I talk about going into like the depths and sometimes like, I I mean, I have a hard time, like we, I have a hard time celebrating myself sometimes. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes I just want to celebrate. Yeah. And then, and then the other piece is like, I have a therapist, two therapists in therapy. Wouldn't you know, we have therapists. And so I'm thinking about like all the fears that might come up or anxieties that I would normally like repress to be so that I, my affect is accessible I can start by sharing them there Mm -hmm. and with my partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's interesting. This, I mean, changes everything. And this actually reminds me. I um, am coming up on a year of losing my grandma. Mm -hmm. And um, I see her a lot in my dreams. And I... um, I mean, nobody knows how to do grief, right? It's like not like a thing, but I like felt like I did it the other night because I was just so sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if in the past I would have repressed this. Um, and this feels connected to change because it's a change in my life that, I mean, I had a child and my grandmother died in the same year. And so like every month that passes is like, life is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that makes sense. And I maybe am reaching to connect it to change and just want to share. Keep going. Yeah. That. But I, I just sobbed for a long time in bed with my partner and I just named everything out loud, which is more unusual for me. Mm-hmm. And he just like, let me and like, just said, I know, I know. And I just like went through all of the things. Right. And so I'm imagining with fear, I would like to do something similar, like naming them. Right. And then focusing on the truth, which mm-hmm. is I'm okay. Even if, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and that reminds me of where I'm okay. Even if doesn't mean we don't feel pain. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay. Even though she's, even if she's not here and it like, it freaking hurts. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that doesn't mean that you're not going to, that you're not going to have bargaining with that reality, like wishing that maybe it wasn't true, but also accepting like it is, it is. 
mm-hmm. and, it, and it hurts that it is and, yeah. and we are okay. Yeah. 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 But so on, on that note, I not, but, and on that note, um, do you have a encouragement? Yeah, I think first of all, I just, right. And encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. I just, first of all, I just love talking to you, Sarah. And I just think that my encouragement is that change is exciting. And the word exciting does not mean always happy. Exciting gets to, you know, like encompass fear too. Like when a, dog is excited about something that doesn't mean they're happy it means they also might be feeling anxious we got them excited right and so I'm like thinking about like change is exciting and let that be all of it mm-hmm. but don't let it just be one part of it mm-hmm. um, yeah is, oh. was it I can't remember who shared this with me um I'm sure you've heard this before but that like excitement and fear are actually like the same thing oh yeah and so like just a, a kind of like, um, and again, it makes me nervous that this sounds like bypassing because I am not okay with bypassing, but, but allowing yourself to have that mindset shift of like, what would it be like for me to be excited about this instead of scared? Because they are like, they're, they're the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard that before? That they're the yeah. Same yeah. And not maybe in those words, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to just like, maybe they're two sides of the same coin is yeah. the, the better way of saying it. Yeah. Um. So like, what's it like to just flip the coin over? Because mm-hmm. excited doesn't mean you're not scared shitless. Yeah. Right. Like they coexist. Uh-huh. The, like the light side and the dark side of the feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess that would be my encouragement is like, what's it, what's it like when you're in a fearful state to think about like, okay, what would it be like for me to be excited about this? And also like when we're in an excited state to think about like, is there anything I may be missing from like a fearful perspective that might be important for me to consider? Yeah. And I'll just say if the change doesn't, if the word exciting, because the change is maybe more looming than like something positive, it could be a breakup, it could be a divorce, it could be a a job loss yeah um, a death um a move friends moving all of those changes um I'm, i want to just repeat what sarah said because it's like the greatest gift you gave me today which is um i'm okay even if mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah well, I am so excited for this season of change for both of us. And as we enter into a new season of change with our podcast and for all of you who have stuck with us for these past four years, we love you. And thanks for being on the journey with us. We love being able to do this and share it. Yes. And we are so glad to be back consistently. Yay. All right. Signing, Signing on. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in. Look for new episodes every other Monday and join in on the conversation on Instagram at two therapists in therapy.